Hello, beautiful people. Welcome back to Entrepreneurs Look Africa, the podcast for African entrepreneur. I'm Mark Israel and I'm with Gerald. Uh, and we are going to debrief about the interview that I carried out with Kaushik, the founder, the co-founder of Yugo. So, Gerald, what uh, was your key insights about Kaushik and Yugo? Hello, Mark. First of all, happy to be back. Happy to be yeah, on air again. True. <laughs> And happy to time. be back with you sharing the sharing the stage. It's been a, in a long time we don't share the same stage. Uh, so yeah, glad to have you again. It was a very interesting talk that you had with with Kaushik um, and his uh, um, his solution that he brought to the Mauritian market, uh, which is a ride-hailing app. Uh, you drive. I like very much the approach he took. Uh, him and his co-founder which is also his wife, uh, when, when bringing this solution, which hasn't, on, honestly, let's, let, let's look at it like that, like it has nothing revolutionary. We have a ride hailing app across the world from the, 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 the world dominating Uber and DDs and all of that to, to the smaller ones, like, like you drive, which are more localized. But in essence, the concept is, is nothing revolutionary, but however, it is very interesting to see how Kaushik and his team like took the approach to bring this solution to, to, to the market. Mm -hmm. And when he said like, first of all, like I wanted to understand why this type of existing solution was not used into that market rather than just coming and implementing an off the shelf solution and trying then to adapt to the market. I think it's a, it's a, brilliant, uh, it's a brilliant approach. And he says it himself, like he, he took six months of field research, like going out, looking at, at, at what are the processes and procedures, how those things goes on into the market, understanding like, yeah, how, how people are actually booking taxis in Mauritius, how the taxi drivers, what are their routines, how the processes goes on. I mean, literally, uh, the amount of research at the grassroots level. I mean, me and my wife, so we're, we're sitting at taxi stands. We're just watching. We're just literally watching cars. I mean, not cars, taxis. What are they yeah. doing? How many trips? I mean, is there a discussion on the price? What's happening? We did that for almost six months. Based on that first-hand market research, build the, the business case for, for his company. So I think this is... It's a lot of learning out, out of that. So I, I found his, his approach very, very interesting and, uh, and looked like I was not the only one to, to find that. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, um, yeah. And, I, and I think the, the point that you're raising so is, is interesting because that's something that you know, I talk a lot about you know, when we think about innovation as, as, a, as a whole. So sometimes we tend to think that, yeah, to, to create a startup, to do uh, an innovative product, I need to be, you know, to find something that is revolutionary. As you said, there was there was nothing revolutionary here, um, but that's the knowledge of the know-how of the culture of the way that people are doing things that you may tweak. And, and actually, Uber did not work, well, could not work actually in Mauritius because based on the on the culture there. So exactly. I think that in, in, in many countries as well. So I've, I've, I've been in Kenya some multiple times and I, I'm using Uber sometime when I'm in Nairobi, but I know that the Uber transformed 
uh, itself really to fit into the market. So, so it's a it's an adaptation, and I think that there are lots of things. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, definitely. And then another point which uh, which I I would like to raise again, and and maybe like entrepreneurs sometimes, um, maybe young entrepreneurs, we we tend to, to to be a little bit scared when we say, "Come on, pitch your project," or bid for funding or just to 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 get maybe um directors on your board and stuff like that like pitch your project it, it, it may sound like oof, eh, man i'm not good at pitching i'm not good at communicating and stuff like that but it doesn't matter and as kaushik says like every pitching session you learn something out yeah. of it yeah. be it from your financial planning, be it the business case that you're doing, be it on yourself as the as the entrepreneur. Uh, every single time you pitch, and I can I can I can second that 100 because I have pitched uh, Mauritius Conscious so many times. I have pitched uh, Entrepreneurs Talk Africa so many times, and and every single time it 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 helps not only listening to yourself pitching, but also like the feedback that you're getting yeah. out of it from your audience. So yes, do it. You will have so many failures pitching. <laughs> True. Like, you will fail so many times, but you will learn so many times. And, and eventually you will close some deals because you would have, have the experience of pitching. You will have, have the, the confidence will be building up uh, and you will know yourself as an entrepreneur a little bit better. Also your product or your service that you're yeah. trying to, to pitch a little bit better. So yeah, go out there, pitch yourself, but be careful, like not be careful. Yes. Be careful to whom you're pitching in the sense that don't lose your time to pitch your product, your service, your startup to absolutely everyone yeah. Pitch it to the relevant audience because you need to get relevant feedback you know yeah yeah no you're and, you're you're right you're right and i think that's uh that, that's probably a key theme that we're gonna we're gonna hear from other investors from from other startups as well so it's it's this learning thing so are you and, and you're right so every i think I, I, would, I would grab every opportunity really to pitch my idea uh because every time you're gonna learn something new yeah for sure and and one last thing which i would like to actually get your a, a little deeper opinion from you who are mm -hmm. uh you are you are an angel investor you are very much involved in in in, in dealing with all this funding uh, ecosystem and, and 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 deals and stuff like that um what would be your take about we spoke about the you guys spoke about the maturity of the funding ecosystem in mauritius uh it's funny how she said like he he started like everyone no he went when he thought like okay i'm gonna go through the funding route first thing he did he went to the traditional banks and guess what didn't work uh, um so how what is your take on the funding ecosystem in the mauritian landscape and maybe a little bit further on the on the african landscape i know that now like now in mauritius we have peer-to-peer -peer lending with uh, with the leader in, in, in the ecosystem, which is the um, which is Funkist, we have other like um, microfinancing schemes and and grants and supports from government, from the for example the Mauritius Research uh, Council, which offers grants in in, in innovative projects and stuff like that. But 
what what is your take yeah well let's uh, i think i think it's 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 growing it's still very early i think that's the the ecosystem is just it's it's very very young um so you know there is well two business central syndicates today as i know of maybe three there is a the, the vcs are not really used to early stage investment banks are just clueless of course um <laughs> No, it's it's true. They were. I, I had a I had a very interesting discussion with uh, Mauritius Bankers Association a couple of months back. Uh, they wanted to to learn from from us uh, about you know business angels, because they 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 don't know how to do that. They and, and it's not even in their mandate. I think that the risk is too high, and because of regulation, they cannot do that. You know. A bank is risk averse completely. Banks are risk averse. Even VCs are risk averse. Uh, they are not taking big risks. That's why the, the venture capitalists they will invest in 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 funds uh, or in companies that have so much so many assets that they don't take any risk. Of course, there could be a crack. Yeah, that's 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 true. But but overall, they don't. They are completely risk averse. And so the ecosystem is very very young. Um, now, if you go across the Indian Ocean and, and you go to, uh, to mainland Africa. Um, depends on the country. So some countries are well advanced. So of course, South Africa, Kenya, uh, Nigeria, I would say are probably the, the three most advanced countries where you got a strong ecosystem that has started much before uh, what Mauritius has done. You know, um, uh, Silicon Savannah, for example, in, in Kenya, started probably yeah, 10, 12 years ago. So it takes time to, to structure that. Um, same thing, South Africa, you know, Cape Town has been the, the, the almost the Silicon Valley of Africa for probably 15 years now. Uh, Lagos pouring money now in startups. Um, and, and because there are lots of diaspora as well who want to come back and, and invest money there. So there is a lot of things happening in those countries. But it's, it's very, very early stage. You know, if you go to other countries, you know, Senegal, Cote d'Ivoire, Ghana, um, uh, Zambia, for example, uh, even Botswana, Namibia, it's a couple of angels, a couple of VCs, no real ecosystems, no real incubators. So very, very, very early. So, but I think that was um, something that was said as well. So, you know, it's just, well, it's just struct it's structuring slowly but surely. So, and that, that's not because it's not mature that you should not go. Actually, I think that the big successes will start now. Um, so if, if you are willing to be patient, to pitch, to learn, um, you may come up with not big investments, but that will you know multiply big times in the next five to 10 years. So I think the right to, to start a startup is now. Yeah, I also think so. Cool. Yeah, thanks for... For your thanks for your perspective on that on that topic, Mark. Pleasure. Uh, so um, I, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> Wherever like. No, I was like, thank you. <laughs> okay, cool. So thanks, thanks very much, Jarl. So and and thanks, uh, thanks to all our listeners, um, so who have been listening to this debrief. Uh, so we've been debriefing about Kaushik Kratad, interview the co-founder of Yugo. Uh, a taxi app or basically a ride hailing app as we call them uh, based exclusively in Mauritius but with a close adaptation to the local culture 
So it's been a pleasure. Um, and before our next episode, don't forget, just leave us five stars on the app that you're using. It just helps us uh, share that podcast with your friends, with your family, uh, make us successful. Okay, we really, really need you. So, and, and see you next time for uh, more inspirations and actions from across the African continent. Ciao, bye-bye.